So I've been imagining, trying to imagine what it was like for Adam. I don't know what your creation is. I'm a pretty simplistic, I literally believe Genesis. That's, that's how I believe it. I believe Adam was in a garden walking with, with God, talking to him just like it was, it was... It was totally natural. I'd say it's totally natural. It was just like talking to any other person. I reckon he walked through that garden. He saw. I actually think that he saw brighter than what you and I see. That's a funny thing to say, but I feel that the creation was just full of life, and he could just, he'd, he'd just walk along, and he could hear God all the time. He'd sense him. He would know he was with him all the time. And what happened when he sinned, was that suddenly he couldn't hear God the same. He would have had this loss of connection. This huge amount of connection was gone. Gone from going, you know, it'd be like suddenly, hey, I've got my friend Victor here I can chat away to, but he's not there anymore. It would be so, uh, he would be so conscious that God seemed to have left him and gone. He'd gone from just walking along in life, talking about everything he saw. He was talking to him about creation. It was, it was just a conversation. I mean, it was as quick as thinking. He'd think things and, and he'd sense God. He, he, was, he was free. He was just, it was just flowing. It would have been an incredible position to be. And basically sin, what it did was cloud out. Do you know that our sin clouds out our ability to hear God? Yeah. It clouds out our ability to connect with God. So, so connection that we have with God when we run to here is because, of, because our sin's being de- dealt with. But at that stage, the sin was there, and it made it so that it became less, yeah. he less able to hear God. It got distorted. Yeah. The communication got broken. <clears throat> I've been um, doing some uh, lights on a trailer of mine that, that you know, that you've got to have the brake lights going. And, and I had this problem where it's all wired up, but one of these lights is not working. And I'm going, what's wrong? I've, I've done it all. And so I had to retrace right back until I found there was a breakage. And, and no matter how much I had prayed, that breakage was not going to connect I had to rewire it, connect it up, and then suddenly, oh, the, the lights are working again. I can go get a warrant, and that's an exciting thing to get a warrant, isn't it? <laughs> so the connection suddenly came, you know? So, so it was the same. Here's Adam. He's gone from... He, he noticed the loss and the result of sin more than any man has before. And, and you know, I think a little bit over time, it got... It got uh, in a sense, as the sin in the world grew, it got, it got more and more distorted and harder and harder for people to hear God. And as you sort of read through the Old Testament, you can sort of see that there was only a segment of a few that really heard God. I was thinking about my favorite story as a kid. And it was even in my Bible, it was my children's Bible, it was the area that got broken and the page came out, was the whole thing about Samuel hearing God. Do you know, I think the only reason that Samuel heard God at that age was because he hadn't had so much distortion. He was pure. He was, he was in there and he listened to God. And he heard that voice. And so what happens is sin has clouded us all and disconnected us from being able to hear God. 
And then here comes Jesus into the world. Now, my belief is that Jesus walked around the same way as Adam did. Hearing God. There was no interference. He could hear his father. He could just walk along. So he's walking along in life and he sees it totally different because it's not just about hearing, it's seeing. And he sees the world through Jesus' eyes, like through God's eyes, right? He could just see everything. There was no, there was no pause in communication for him with God. It was just instant. What the Father says, I hear what the Father says, and that's what I do. And he walked around in the zone of just doing what God wanted him to do. He saw it. I know about you, if you go for a walk in creation, I feel that at times I see God even brighter. I watched the, I watched the sunrise on, on Monday morning over on Omanu Beach. And I go, wow, you know, we do all the things that we can in the world, but man, there's nothing like watching the sun come up. That's the handiwork of God. That's phenomenal. You just, whoa. And suddenly you feel connected to God in a whole new way. I don't know how many people like going for a walk in nature. There's something there, no matter how well we try to, look, even in here, I mean, in a sense, it's all, I was going to say it's all dead. It's all Hard dead. But you go, you go for a walk and you look at the, the, any trees, they're all alive. Everything God's created is sort of alive. So here's Jesus living life. And, and I even think that because of him, other people around him as they walked with him saw the world in a totally different way because they were walking with him. I reckon the disciples would have said, wow, this is, the, the world's got brighter. I had a friend once uh, who um, became a Christian in, a, in, his, in his journey, and uh, he had this encounter with God in Auckland. Uh, he, was, he, he really knew nothing about God. He was just someone at the gym that I'd chatted to and talked to. And, and, uh, and anyhow, he had this experience up in, uh, up in Auckland, and he says, I'm driving home, and he said, everything looked brighter. It was like everything looked more beautiful. He said, the, the grass looked greener, the, the, the life in it, the sun looked brighter. And what had happened? Well, the sun was no brighter than it always, and the grass was the same color as it's always been. He suddenly had this perspective that he saw. I think he started to see God in everything. He saw that life. He suddenly connected with him. So Jesus lives a life totally in tune with God. Listened to him, went, did everything he asked him to do. He walked along. He was one with the Father, one with the Holy Spirit. He could hear. <clears throat> and then he gets to the cross. And my belief is when he's hanging there on the cross, for the first time in his life, he suddenly senses what sin and how much sin can disconnects you from the Father. He suddenly experienced that whole Oh my goodness, God, where are you? He experienced that darkness. He experienced that, that load of sin. He experienced that load of worry. He experienced that load. He experienced it all. And that was what was so... Like, if you, when you sort of think about it, it's that sin that made us so separate from God. 
And he experienced that. He'd never experienced that before then. Up until then, he'd had clear, clear. And that's why he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? What's he saying? He's saying, God, I can't, I can't hear you anymore. Rise, he rose from the dead, cleared the sin for all of you and me. The day of Pentecost comes and the Holy Spirit comes. And you and I now have this opportunity to walk through life the same as the first Adam and the same as Jesus with this connection to the Holy Spirit where we hear God. Where we just feel God, sense God, see God. That's what, that's what the Holy Spirit did when you got baptized with the Holy Spirit. When you asked God to forgive you of all your sins, he cleared away all of the obstructions between you and God so that you could now be connected. Now, here's the thing. Your connection with God is totally dependent on you. The extent to how much you and I hear God is totally in our court. God's given every set of everything for you and me. And now the question is, well, how connected are you? How much do you hear? I mean, over time I've seen people get saved, become Christians, and they've done this incredible change that happens at a fast pace. How many people have seen that and maybe even had it happen to them? They're just, God, cut your life, and man, they change. The problem I think we have is that we get to a stage where suddenly we think, I've arrived. I've got it all now. I know it all. And we stop listening to the voice of God. We stop hearing him. We stop, we stop, we stop changing. Because when you hear God, the result of hearing God is that you go, you have to change. The result of people having an interaction with Jesus was that they went, man, I'm in trouble, I need to change. Zacchaeus, an interaction with, with Jesus. Man, oh man, I'm, I've been a naughty boy. I've got to give all these things away. It just, your interaction with God and I think, unfortunately, and this is part of the, the problem, is that we've gone to a certain level and then we've stopped. And I believe God wants us to continue on. You know, as, a, as an individual, you and I are called to change the world. Like, it's a big picture. Change the world. Well, there's no, it's not hard for me to convince you that the world needs changing, is it? Man... It's a mess. The world's a mess. Like a huge mess. Messy. Tauranga's a bit of a mess. New Zealand's a bit of a mess. Uh, we had a great day on Tuesday morning. Went to uh, the Waitangi service over at the mountain. Tessa Cameron, Pastor Tessa from uh, C3 Tikainga, spoke, and she was outstanding. What an, what an amazing work. You, you should have been there. Oh, that's right, you're all sleeping in. Oh, some of you weren't. I saw some of you there. We're here to change the world. And it's a mess and it's broken. Oh, yeah, but Ellen, I'm broken too. Yes, that's right, I'm broken too. We're all broken. 
We need that healing to happen in our lives. And it's not a one-off. It's a daily process. It's an hour-by-hour, a minute-by-minute process. And so this year, I want you to bear fruit. I want you to make a difference. How many people think that they changed for the better last year? You all didn't put your hand up, so. <laughs> Do you think you're a better this year, last year? You're better the last year than you were the year before. That's the question. Have you changed? Are you bearing fruit? Is your life bearing fruit? Because we're going to do some fruit testing. Is that all right? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So in John 1, uh, John 15, verse 1, John 15, verse 1, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes back, or prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. God expects fruit from you. And... He's pretty, he's pretty black and white about it, isn't he? If you don't produce fruit, you're going to get cut off. It's not very nice, is it? So if you were, did you produce fruit last year? Look, I'd just say yes, otherwise you're going to get cut off. <laughs> You and I need to be producing fruit. We need to be growing and changing. Because I don't know about you, at times I don't think the church is any better than anywhere else in the world. We need to be way different. We need to be all like Jesus. So we need to bear fruit. God prunes you so that you can produce more. How many people have been pruned in the last few years? I reckon it's a daily process. Keep feeling cut. Yeah, sort that out of your life. You've already been purified, so there's no restriction to you hearing from God. Do you understand that? There should be no restriction between everybody in this building who's asked Jesus to forgive them of their sins to be able to hear from God. And you've heard me talk, we believe in the priesthood of all believers. What's that? Every person can have access to hearing from God. It's what Jesus did for you. He made it so that you can hear from God. If you are not hearing from God and you don't feel like you've heard anything in the last week, you're living short of what God's called you to. You're being ripped off. 
Your Christianity's been ripped off, honestly. You haven't got what God wants you to have. God wants you to have a living, walking relationship where you're hearing the Holy Spirit speak to you every day, every moment. He wants you to be so unconnected. When I used to see the word remain in me, to me that's connect. So if I asked you over the week, how many times did you feel like you connected with God? Oh, yeah, I had a great quiet time. Oh, I really connected with God. Well, can I just tell you that that's just not enough? Your connection with God has got to be grown to its constant. Here's my goal in life. Whenever I'm not with people, I'm connecting with God. And even when I'm with people, I'm trying to see what's God saying. I want to be totally connected. I want to be totally in time and where I'm walking and what I'm doing. It's amazing freedom. Remaining in God is how conscious of God are you? How conscious? How often are you thinking about God? How often are you interacting with God? How often do you feel, whoa, I'm just... How often during the day do you go, God, just help me here? How often during the day are you just going, okay, yes, Lord, I'll go do that? It's a constant. And what happens is, as you're connected with God, fruit is produced. Now, producing fruit is not hard if you're a fruit tree. It just happens. It just happens. There's no straining. It just happens. Now, here's the thing. What's the fruit? And I feel we've ex- too much focused on outside fruit instead of inside fruit. Outside fruit will always be the result of inside fruit. But we've got to start with inside fruit. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Oh, look. It's on the screens. Oh, there we go. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. When you have the power of God working and you're listening to God, suddenly within you begins to change and out of you just automatically as you become fruitful with these things. You know, we talk about the power of God. We're Pentecostals. We want to see the power of God move. Is that right? I reckon we focus too much on the outside power of God moving, which I do want. I want to pray for people and they get healed with the power of God. I want to lay hands on the sick and then recover. Yes, yes. But do you know the biggest amount of power is, is that power constantly working in you that makes you a nicer person, that makes you have fruit, that makes you suddenly change. And you love people that everywhere you go, they can just sense, well, there's peace on you. It's not a striving. It's not a judgment. It's not a, it's not a horror. It's just beautiful what starts to grow out of you because you're letting the power of God work on you. Last year, we had Pastor Luca come and give us some great prophecy. But he sat there and he pointed at me and he said, it starts with you. I thought, you mongrel. 
you see, I need the fruit of the Holy Spirit in me. <laughs> what is it? What is it? This year, it starts in you and me. Honestly, we haven't, we haven't got it. We've substituted for a whole lot of outside things and at the expense of saying, God, come on, help me change. I need to be better in business. I've got to be nicer to people. I've got to love more. The, the, the series last year on love God, love people messed me up because I realized that we Christians don't love enough. We talk about loving God, but we don't love people enough. So therefore, our love for God is limited because we don't love people enough. You can't increase your love for God unless you are loving people more than you've ever loved them in your life. Our love for God is a fruit. It just flows out of us. Out of a connection with God, you're just, that love grows. And I can tell you, you need the power of God to do that. Because people are hard to love. How many people know some hard to love people? I'm going to stay here until everybody puts up their hand. You need that connection with God. And so Jesus says, remain in me. Remain in me. Stay connected with me. You know, I was trying to think about a branch and a vine. And I was thinking, I've got a grapevine. In fact, the other day I picked the grapes. And we're too early. They were, they were, they were sour. They looked really good. And so I, I picked them. Because last year I left them too long and the birds got them and they were a mess. But, but, you know, in the grapevine, where does the vine become the branch and the branch become the vine? It's sort of like, over time, the vine sort of starts out as a, at the start with a little branch that, branch that grows and has more, but the branch actually then becomes the vine and has more branches. It's so connected, you can't tell the difference between a branch and a vine. It's in one. Oh, that's what Jesus was. He was one with the Father, one with the Holy Spirit. That's what he wants you and me to be. When we walk in that, man, we see the world in a whole different light. We see the beauty of it. Remain in me. Stay connected with God. If there's anything I want from this, this week is that you're more conscious of God. More conscious of that voice, that little small voice that he speaks to you. So my theory is, is that if I don't listen to God this way, then God starts trying to speak through everybody else around me. The Holy Spirit's voice is like, uh, if you've ever been in a boardroom, in a, in a business meeting in a boardroom... And um, in, often in those rooms, you start you know, trying to sort something out. And there's some people that have got a lot of things to say. <laughs> and my wife. <laughs> there's some people that sit in that board that have got a lot of things to say. You know, this, we need to do this, we need to do that. Da, 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 da. And I reckon the Holy Spirit is like that person that just sits there. And they try to get a word in, and then nah, nah, they're crowded out because... The loud people have continued talking. And then they just try to say something, and then oh, no, the loud people 
just override because they just had another idea that just came and it just had to be spoken right there. And it's not until there's sort of this lull in the room and this voice says, oh, oh I think da, da, da. It's, it's short, it's sweet, and you're going, oh, yeah. I think that's what the Holy Spirit wants to be in our lives. Because we have so much noise that sometimes we don't listen. No, no, God, I know. I've read your word. I know what it says. You can't tell me. There's so much noise. And if there's one thing that, that this year, I, or even bits of last year that I felt I got better was I just created more space to listen. Now, I talk about walk in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. In fact, in Galatians, it says walk in the Spirit and you won't fulfill the lusts of this flesh. If you want to conquer sin, it's a turning away from worrying. Don't, don't think or focus on the sin thing. It's a focus, just focusing on God and, and being a walking in the Spirit and saying, I'm just going to try and listen to God more. And, and, and it's a walk. Now, they all understood this because they used to walk everywhere. And the picture is, is that everywhere you walk, when you're by yourself, you're talking to God. God, I'm about to just go see someone. Is there anything you want me to tell them? God, it's, it's this constant communion with God as you walk. The correct, um, I think, uh, version of it today would be driving the Spirit. <laughs> everywhere you're driving. Turn the jolly radio off. Well, maybe. And just, I'm going to connect with God. God, well, what do you want to say to me? Just that connection. Any way that you can connect with God and listen for that voice. We've got to listen for that voice more. So a couple of years ago, uh, I had an encounter with God, which I, I was wandering around all the time, and I kept saying to Eleanor, you're the voice. It was a weird thing. I kept saying, you're the voice. You're the voice. Drove her nuts. <laughs> you're the voice. And what it was, was that I felt that, huh, while I wasn't listening as much to the Holy Spirit as I should, the Holy Spirit, if I'm not listening this way, was coming through her voice. Husband, your wife is the voice of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Alan, don't say that. Don't say, I've got enough problems with what she says already. Now, wives, you're not the Holy Spirit. So let's just get that really clear. I don't want to get misquoted here. You're not the voice, but your husband's the voice. Around you is the voice. If God can't get through your wife or your husband, then, it, then suddenly it's, it's your brother, your sister, your father, your mother. Your... God's trying with all these voices to get to us. Now, we've all got to discern what's being said, but we've got to be listening to the voice. The more you're listening to this voice, the more you'll discern when it comes this way. You've got to hear the voice. The voice will change your life. How many people agree that if everything I did was exactly what God told me, I would be living in paradise? 
You know, people ask me, how's it going? I'm saying, I'm living the dream. And the literal thing is, is that I feel like when I'm walking in the Spirit, I'm just living the dream. It's just amazing. So, you know, the Holy Spirit, see, Jesus, just imagine that perhaps the musicians could come. <clears throat> Jesus did not need a smartphone. Did you know that? He, he did not need a smartphone. Why? Because the Holy Spirit would tell him what time to wake up. The Holy Spirit would tell him who he needed to see today. See, I've been challenged in my thinking, thinking, Jesus never preached with any notes. He didn't write anything down. He just told stories, wandered along. Why is that? Because the Holy Spirit reminded of everything. And he just walked along. He didn't need his watch to tell him, right, you've gone too long now. He just sensed it in the Holy Spirit. I've been setting my alarm and saying, God, can you wake me up before my alarm? Every single time. Even one minute before it goes off. Oh. But you've got to be connected. For your smartphone to work, you've got to be on the Wi-Fi or got some data or something like that. Otherwise, you, you're in trouble. You're not connected. If you're not connected with God, if you're not hearing with God, man, you're in trouble. You're walking blind. You're stressing and you're striving and you're trying to make it work and trying to get this to go and it's heavy and it's dry and it's dead. Why don't you just close your eyes now? Holy Spirit, right now, I pray you'd speak to people. First step for all of us is to get rid of whatever is disconnecting us from God. And that could be one of a million things. It could be all sorts of things that are disconnecting you from God this morning. Forget about what people say. Forget about everything else and just go, God, I need to connect with you. Things that have happened in the past lies that we've been told they can disconnect us from God sin sin disconnects you from God yeah you know that sin just makes it so you can't hear as clear as you were so what is it that you need to just clear away If you don't know God, if you don't go, man, I'm not in a relationship with God. I sort of know about God, but man, I've never heard of this thing about hearing from God, walking with God. What you have to do is ask Jesus to come into your life and forgive you of your sin. That's what, that's what the whole dying on the cross that Jesus did was, was to clear, clear everything out so that, that you could have a connection with God, that you could start hearing His voice and start seeing what He sees. And that you can suddenly have this fruit start to flow through your life. 
it's the best way to live. You get set free of all the burdens and rubbish and stuff that we carry. So the first step for any person is to ask Jesus to come into your life. And while everyone's got their eyes closed, if you go, Alan, that's me. I've, I've not done that first connection with God. Or, Alan, yeah, I have done it at times in the past, but really I've actually walked away and I'm just trying to do this life by myself. And if you go, I want to reconnect with God this morning, or I want to connect with God, I want to get rid of that, that, that cloud, that disconnection. Why don't you just, while everyone's got their eyes closed, just put your hand up. Just put your hand up and say, Alan, that's me. Because I'm going to pray a prayer in a moment. We're all going to pray it. But I just want to know who I'm praying for this morning. If that's you, you go, yeah, that's me. I need to just get connected with God. Don't be nervous. But if you know, you're just, just looking around. Fantastic, I see that. Two people. Anyone else? Three, four. It's awesome. Anyone else? Being connected with God is the best thing. It's freedom. The whole chapter in Galatians that talks about the fruit of the Spirit is about living in freedom with God. And I can tell you, it is unbelievable. We're all going to pray. Those who put their hands up, and maybe you're a bit nervous to put your hand up, that's okay. Just pray this prayer. This prayer of praying to God is how we confess and we, and we believe in our heart and we speak and we, and we get things right with God. It starts by the confession of our lips. And we're all going to do it this morning because we all want to have a clear access with God. So just repeat after me. Dear God, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on the cross so that I could be connected with you. Please forgive me from all the stuff in my life, the sin where I've gone my own way and come into my life I want to connect with you. I want to walk with you. I want to hear you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. And if you prayed that for the first time or you put your hand up, there'll be somebody on the door and they'll have, got, they'll have a little package called Salvation. And we'd love to get you a Bible. That's a, that increases us hearing from God, listening to His Word. The next thing I think we need in the, in the journey of being able to hear God more is to be baptised in the Holy Spirit. We need more of the Holy Spirit in us. The Bible says that Jesus had the Holy Spirit without measure. So there was no measurement. It was, it was unlimited. It was infinity. It was, it was total. Now here's the question. If I have the Spirit of God with limit, who's put the limits on? Because you, now that that sin's cleared away, can have the Holy Spirit without limit. And the only thing that's stopping you and me having more of the Holy Spirit is whatever in our life is limiting it. Without limit. And so we pray for people for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm so into that. We need to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. 
thinking about it. Speaking in tongues, that is one of the best things that increases my connection with God. It's my spirit speaking with His spirit. It sort of clears the way. And if you're not baptised in the Holy Spirit, at the very end, we're going to pray for people to be baptised in the Holy Spirit. And if that's you, come out. Get baptised in the Holy Spirit. If you don't speak in tongues, I know some people say they're the one. Or say, I don't, look, I don't care. I just know that you need more of the Holy Spirit. So if you don't speak in tongues, it's an extra there that's there for you if you want it. And I'd say you'd be silly not to have it. If you could have it, if you could have something that's going to help you be more connected with God, why wouldn't I want more of it? So if you don't speak in tongues, why don't you come out and ask? And it, it, it was something that just frees you up. And that keeps that connection. That's how I remain in Him. And then is there any restrictions? If you don't feel like you hear from God, if you're not heard from God, you can't hear Him speaking to you. It feels like, uh, it feels like the heavens are like brass or, or you're just having a little... Why don't you... In a minute, we're going to sing first and then uh, I'm going to close the meeting and then the altar is going to be open for you to come if you want to, to just come and receive something. Uh, and if you go, yeah, I've got, I need some help. I just need to hear from God. Coming out here, sometimes you're going, man, I, I need a word. I can't get something from God. And so you put yourself in a humil- humble position in a sense and say to someone, can you just pray for me? And maybe they'll have a word for you that just unlocks things in your life. How about we all stand? I did feel we needed to sing this song and to make room for you. And I did feel that Woody needed to play a little bit more. I did. So we're just going to sing this and all I want you to do is connect with God. What is God saying to you? What is He speaking to you about? The altar's open if you want to. If you want to just wait a little bit and just stay in His presence, I think that's a great thing. As Gene sings.